0: Baseball Italian Style brings together the memories of major leaguers of Italian heritage whose collective careers span nine decades, from the 1930s to the present. In these first-person accounts, baseball fans will meet the players they cheered as heroes or jeered as adversaries, as well as coaches, managers, front office executives, and umpires on an intimate level. Join author Lawrence Baldassaro and some of the pillars of our national pastime in these historic and never-before-heard interviews. Baseball Italian Style starts now. Grandma and all her sons, all my uncles, who were great influence on my life, all in different ways, okay, lived on the bottom floor, okay, and me, my father, mother... Uh, and two brothers lived on the th- on the third floor. Okay, oh. second, fourth floor. Where was your father's family? I, I, I'm I'm going to say Naples. I'm, uh, oh, I'm, uh, from I was really uh, influenced very much more by my mother's uh, my mother's side, the Pellucci side. Uh, the, the the Ferrara side were completely different than the Pellucci side. The Ferrara side were educated, uh, 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 disciplined. Uh, with the peluche side, we more party and uh, having a good time, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so Grandma would have to be down on the first floor, and she used to make the sauce. Okay, Sunday afternoon, all the, the uncles would come over. All well, she had uh, eleven children; a couple of one had passed away at that time, but whoever was in action was always coming on Sunday. And of course, my mother, who was very, very saintly, very, uh, very. Uh, uh, she would just go to the rectory to pastor, you know, cook for them and stuff like that and clean up at the rectory uh, at, our, at our parish. She was sort of the level-headed one, the uh, the voice of reason, because the rest of the guys, they were wild, okay, and my aunt, you know, they were, and uh, so we'd, the long, table. remember the long table, okay, where we'd sit on Sunday afternoons, and they'd bring the homemade pasta from from Mulberry Street, or from up in uh, up in uh, up in uh, uh, New York, and uh, they would bring the homemade pasta. It would be the, the large table. All the uncles would be around it, and there would be on this side of it her baby grand piano, which I played. Okay, and uh, uh, that's where I would practice and take my lessons from the Mister Morillo. But the table, and uh, eventually in this red-blooded Italian family, because I was, now I'm the one that remembers, because I was the first grandchild, so, and there was nobody, so I remember all of these things happening, and, um, Invariably, somebody would get in an argument. Oh yeah, at the table again, brothers and sisters. That's what it was, brothers and sisters, yep. and it'd be a beef. Uh-huh. You know, usually before the antipasto was finished, okay, <laughs> and uh, and my mother, of course, would try to be the peacemaker, but somebody would always worry, worry walk out. And then during the week, mother would go and. Bring them, back. bring them all back and then next week the same was the same <laughs> it might be two other brothers fighting and you know? so uh, my grandmother was tremendous influence on me because she wanted me to play the piano okay because of that more of the, her friend's influence okay so I did and then being from Brooklyn and having no absolutely no ear. I had no ear for the Yeah, I could sit down and I. What I would do it was strictly classical music. I would read it, memorize it, and play it exactly the way Bach or Beethoven played. Okay, and what uh, would uh, uh, what what, what you, you know? Uh, you know, you're in Brooklyn. The kids say, "I want, I want to hear Rock Around the Clock." I can't play it. <laughs> uh, it was more. I always say, sort of a. a, a they wanted Van Cliven, and I wanted Little Richard. Right. You know, I right. wanted to be of Little Richard. And I was influenced by it. I remember my my aunt, one of the da- da- daughters, and my godmother, okay, sent me to my first uh, 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 rock and roll show at the Brooklyn Paramount, Alan Freed's oh, sure. tribute to start. And yeah. they were all this great, and the, the featured player was Little Richard. And I little sat Richard. there, why can't I do that? And I couldn't, because I couldn't actually not play Happy Birthday By ear, so, and if they, ever found any classical, I mean, popular music in the house, he, he had the, the the ruler, and he'd whack you, and I was strictly like the classical with the metropole and all that, but grandma, grandma was a great influence, my mother passed away when I was 17 years old, and grandma then moved into, it. we had moved out of that neighborhood to to another place, and she moved in, but she was, more, at that time, I was ready to leave, because I was going to go away and play ball, and my brother and sister were more influenced later on, because they were five years younger than me, and they were at right home, whereas I was gone, but she was the, the, the one um, who, uh, who uh, like I said before, the saucers, that's hallway, uh, I remember in New York, uh, it's a smell of that, because she'd mm-hmm. for two or three days, you know. My grandmother. Yeah, it was a whole different, and it was, you know, I'm um, come down, and, and of course she had the bigger apartment, because upstairs we had a one bedroom with the five people in it. Uh, you know, me, uh, my mother, father, i a bunk beds. I sat, I was on the top, my brother and sister on the bottom. Okay? Oh. So, uh, and I remember on steamy, hot nights, I'd sit up on the fire escape. No air conditioning no, no, in those no, days. No such no. thing as air conditioning. No. In the beginning, no TV and nothing. Uh, you know, yeah. just and uh, learn how to play on the streets. <laughs> uh, you know, there was stick no... Ball. There was, yeah, stick ball, punch ball, yeah. uh, and the like like that. But, uh, the Italian ethnicity was there. I, look, my father took me to, uh, to uh, the Avenue U, okay, which was the... Uh, which eventually I would go to school near Avenue, Lafayette High School. But when I was young, and that's where I learned how to eat a lot of the ethnic foods, like gabugsel, like, uh, which is the sheep's head, okay, the actual sheep's head. And he told me a story about, well, yeah, when, 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 when the Italians came here, they were very poor, and the more affluent people would buy lamb, cut off the head and throw it out. And the Italians used to go into the garbage yeah. and pick up, this is the old, pick up the head and cook. And you have a big gabuchelle. They're absolutely fantastic. Oh. They have them in the oven and they put the breadcrumbs on the, it, it. It's a little fearsome looking, but it was wonderful. Tasty. I learned how to eat that. Scunjili salads. All, you know, all of the ethnic, more organs, tripe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the three probably, you know, right. and, and all made different ways. And, Did you grow up speaking Italian with your no, grandmother? That's, that's, no, it's yeah, another me. funny school. Like me. Uh, the, 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 uh, she, again, she spoke perfect Italian, and I couldn't say a word until when I went to high school. She, I took Italian for three years, I still couldn't speak. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't matter, you know. It matter. Was it an Italian neighborhood? Uh, Brooklyn, yeah. mostly Italian and Jewish yeah school was Italian and Jewish Brooklyn, yeah. almost completely Italian and Jewish yeah. a lot of kids we had uh, two or three thousand kids Come hmm. so when you got to play baseball what did you have uh, closer ties with other Italian American players or coaches managers or was that not most of the kids as well, well, I was in the in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the uh, uh, sand lots, as I came up, most of the managers were Italian, actually at Lafayette High, where I went to school almost the whole bi- almost the whole baseball team was Italian, and the whole basketball team was jewish mm. and the football team was a mixture of both uh-huh. uh, yeah, yes, it was an Italian Jewish neighborhood almost exclusively uh, was, that was it you know that that, that was for the, uh, the neighborhood. And you, you know, you, you went over to somebody's house. You know, finally when we got a TV. Everybody came over to my house. It didn't matter if you were Italian, you were yep. Jewish, yep. or what you had. they watched. We watched the Jackie Gleason and all the, the big Borough. songs of the you know, Milton mm-hmm. Borough of, of that era. Yeah. Uh, so we were a, a typical Italian family, and, uh, and Grandma was the leader grandma was and the, my mother was a facilitator mm-hmm. i mean she was she was the one that kept sort of i will, will, will the old statement the glue you know the glue to, to the family when she passed it sort of sort of made some of the uncles and others didn't come over anymore yeah. it wasn't the same that's, that's after same. she had uh, after she and we had moved so when you were in the major leagues um what Italian ballplayers do you remember, or coaches or managers? Of course, it was La Sorda. Well, La Sorda, La, Sorda, La Sorda. A funny story about La Sorda is the first time I went to Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, uh, that was my first year, and they used to have a big fence, and you area you know, a curfew and everything like that. And, uh, of course, I was young then, didn't care too much about the... Uh, Curfews and stuff. I remember coming in or we'll kind of climb over this fence. And at that time, they had the scouts and the minor league managers roaming the ground with flashlights. So, who nails me as I'm trying to? Used to be one window that so we could, you know, kids, the, the other players would leave open. So, and he'd flash out, oh, Who are you? And, 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 you know, I'm a rookie. And he, I don't know who he is. Uh, he says, and I said, Al Ferrara, Ferrara, you're Italian. So, I said, yeah, I'm Italian. He said, what the hell are you doing? You know, they can still send you home if you do things like this. You can't do things like that. You just can't do things like this. You got you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, I'm going to tell you what, you're Italian, I'm going to let you off this time. If I ever catch you again, I'm going to turn you in, and you Okay, thanks. Boom. I go up, and he pull, he, they pull me up into the window, and I go into the street. Now, about four years later, I make the big leagues. I'm sitting in a hotel in Los Angeles, and I get a phone call. And I said, hello, Al. He said, yes, it's Tommy Lasorda. Hey, how you doing, Tommy? He says, you remember the time when I uh, pushed you, when I, when I you know, didn't turn you in? I said, yeah, Tommy, I really appreciate it. Hey, look, four years later, I'm here. I'm in the big uh, He said, you know what, that's great. He said, you know, we got a, we got a Kiwanis club. And I, I'm going to speak at it today. And I want you to come down. And I want you to speak. Would you do that for me? How I I'm not going to turn him. Oh sure, Tommy, no problem. Oh, we go down. About two weeks later, the phone rings again. Al, yeah, Tommy was on. Sort of, hey, yeah, yeah. he said, you remember the time? I remember the time that we uh, I let you in and we didn't get. And I says, I says, Tommy, yeah, I remember the time. He I'm hey, going to the Lions. Club today. He said, would you mind speaking? Still, I can't turn. So this happened four times. Because he's always out in the community. Right. He's a marvelous man in the yeah. community. Yeah. It happened four or five times. The fourth time, I, the fifth time he called, he said, Hey, Al, you remember the time? He, said, he did the same thing every time. I'm sure he had his tongue in the cheek. I said, Can I curse on this thing? Sure. Yeah. And I said, Tom, I wish the fuck you would have turned me in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little tired. He laughed like a son of a bitch. So that was my, end. yeah, well, sort of. Of course, he's a he, 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 I, I roomed very briefly, not room, I live in the same building with Rocky Colavito when he came for the Dodgers. I had broke my ankle in '58. He came to '68. He came to the Dodgers, and I always admired Rocky Colavito as a uh, as a, uh, a, a, a terrific ball player. Of course, uh, 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 DiMaggio. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, he, he was just going out. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 But, of course, I heard all these marvelous things about what a great player he was and stuff like that. So, DiMaggio was, was of course, an Italian in New York, okay, DiMaggio was the man, okay? Yeah. There's no yeah. if and, if and, buts about that. But uh, these are, uh, the, uh, those are the players, of course, after me, Rico, Petricelli came out of Sheepshead Bay. John Franco came out of the same high school uh, as Lafayette High. Uh, uh, and my uh, uh, we were my teammate at Lafayette High, okay, who went on to play in the big leagues, Bob Aspermonte. Oh, sure. uh, that, that little era of ours uh, for Italian kids to come out of the neighborhood and go to the big leagues. Uh, there was uh, the, myself, uh, uh, the Aspermonte brothers, Joe Torre so and Craig. Joe Pepperton. Yeah. all came from the yeah. same time. Yeah. Now Bobby and I went to the same high school together. The other guys we played against in the sandlots. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, it was, a, and, and there were a lot of Italian American players in Brooklyn. Okay, never. You never heard of, never played, never went away. In the summertime, your father said to go to work. Some of these guys, they couldn't practice. They had to go to work when school was out. They couldn't play ball and uh, and everything like that. So uh, uh, the Italian-American, and when you go back to to the area where I went to school, if you went to this Avenue U, there was nothing but Italian restaurants, Italian delis, pizza parlor, and bars, uh, just a... Long walkway, and some of them are still there today. The place that I got my gobbled cell, okay, my my first school, Julie cell, where I learned how to eat, is still there. And they still got a picture up on the wall. It's it's a newspaper clipping. Uh-huh. Of Joe Lewis knocking out, uh, getting uh, when Marciano knocked him out. Oh, right, okay.